For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. This is On The Mark. I am Mark Harmon, and pleased to be joined by one of the preeminent voices in all of college basketball. No pressure here, Seth Davis. Sports Illustrated, CBS Sports. You hear him on iTunes. He's writing books, uh, many of them. Of course, the most famous uh, coach's life, John Wooden. And uh, also Campus Insiders for a, a while now. He's powered today by Zion's Energy Drink. Seth, uh, you know, we're, we're headed into the Sweet 16 here. Is this your favorite time of year? I'm assuming it is. Oh, absolutely. The only thing that's better is when it's over. But I, uh, I miss it and I don't miss it, you know. It's, uh, it's a lot of fun. And uh, for a guy who hasn't worked a day in his life, it's, it's a pretty good time of year. You know, I love that attitude about you, by the way. I, I, every time I'm, I'm seeing you on an interview, podcast, wherever, you always bring that up. So you know how fortunate you are. I, I think that's a beautiful thing. Yes, in, 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 a, in a lot of ways, but certainly to be able to, you know, we joke in the studio, you know, got, people are, are, you know, lying to their bosses to get out of work so they can watch these games. And I'm at work, and it's my job to watch these games. So it's a lot of fun, believe me. Yeah, I, w- I want to start today with the Indiana and, and Tom Crean. Did you think that he got a raw deal? Uh, I wouldn't say he got a raw deal. I, I think he um, he got an Indiana deal. I mean, it's, a, it's not an easy job, you know. Um, and I thought he did a heck of a job, especially, you know, when you look at the big picture, Mark, about, you know, what the program was like. I mean, there was one player on scholarship when he when he took over that job, you know. Um and so he had to build it up, and he recruited some good players and won multiple Big Ten titles and went to, I want to say, three Sweet Sixteens. Um, and, you know, it's, it's, it's you know, ironic, I guess, you know, at the start of the year, you know, they, they beat uh, Kansas and Hawaii. Right. And they come back to Bloomington. They would come back to Bloomington. They, meet, uh, they beat North Carolina in Assembly Hall. And I was there like a week or so later doing a game for Big Ten Network, and I wrote a, 
calm about, hey, you know, Tom Crean's always on the hot seat. Well, you know, now that's a, that's in the distant past now, and you know, that was that was that, that, that doesn't feel like four months ago, but um, it, it was only four months ago. So, um, you know, I, I do think, in all fairness, that Indiana fans have a right to expect um, a lot from their program. It's one of the great programs, but you know, this is 2017. It's not 1981, and it's not easy when you have an athletic director who says, you know, our our mission here is to compete and win multiple national championships. Well, you know, good luck to the next guy trying to live up to that standard. But that's that's the way the business goes, and believe me, nobody understands that better than Tom Green. Who do you think, or who, well, here, let me rephrase that. Who would you be targeting if you were making the hire here, Seth? Well, I mean, quite obviously, I think your first call has to go to Steve Alford, but you know, the problem with Steve Alford, first of all, obviously he has a good job, although it's worth remembering that, you know, a year ago somebody flew a banner over campus saying Steve Alford needs to be fired, you know. Um, so it's funny how, how quickly that worm can turn, and nobody knows that better than Steve. Um, but, you know, the issue with Steve Alford is that he's got a $7 million buyout on his contract. So, um, and Tom Green has a $4 million buyout. Now, there are certain offsets if you get another job and, and whatnot, so maybe it's not dollar for dollar, but still a lot of you know a lot of tubmans there and that's before you've even paid a dime in salary so you're talking about spending anywhere from seven to eleven million dollars before you've paid in salary and you know the way things are going right now mark whatever salary the indiana coach is making it's going to have to start with a three that's what greg marshall's making at wichita state you know people are, are, are you know mentioning him for this job i think he would do a great job he makes three million dollars plus and he's living in wichita kansas and he's got a top ten team coming back next year. Right. So um, you know, a lot of times these things are not as easy as they seem. But all the names that you've seen out there, you know, everybody is speculating. Uh, they all make sense to me. You know, a guy that makes a lot of sense to me, and I think you won the press conference with him right now is Chris Mack and Xavier. When you look at the job that he's done with this team to get them into the Sweet Sixteen after losing a starting point guard, um, you know, they lose six games in a row. Um, he's been to multiple Sweet 16s at Xavier. He's obviously in the Midwest. You know, the, Xavier has a great um, pedigree for producing head coaches, you know, like Thad Mata and Sean Miller and Skip Prosser and Pete Billen. I mean, there's a great tradition there. So, you know, to me, in terms of his basketball acumen and his temperament, um, I think he'd be a good fit. But I think there are a number of guys who would be a good fit there as well. Well, let me throw out one name, and, and I'm, I'm a Big Ten guy here. We're in Chicago, Seth, and I, I cover – Northwestern a ton and Chris Collins did a phenomenal job this year final four coach of the year no one's really throwing out his name if I'm Indiana and I'm seeing what he did at Northwestern in pretty short time I'm calling Chris Collins am I nuts definitely not nuts definitely not nuts and it's not hard to see Chris Collins uh, being a huge success in Indiana uh, Chris is someone who's a huge basketball fan college basketball fan Having grown up in Chicago, he understands the power of Indiana. I think the question for Chris would be, you know, is he emotionally able to leave what he's building in Northwestern, which is not to say that he has to spend the rest of his life and the rest of his career there, although certainly stranger things have happened. But, you know, he's got a a junior class who kind of took a chance on him and broke through and got to the tournament, and those guys are now going into their senior year. Brian McIntosh, Vic Law. Um, Nate Taphorn and uh, Gavin Skelly. And, you know, Law and McIntosh in particular were pretty big recruits 
who, you know, kind of took a chance on Chris and look what they've done. So, you know, after three years, is he ready to turn his back on those kids and say, hey, you know, I know you took a chance on me, but I have a better opportunity. I'm going to go take that. That that might that's not so easy to do. So, but you're definitely right. You know, you got to he, he would do great. You see what he's doing. I mean, you see how good he is. Uh, he would do great there. There's no question in my mind about that. Yeah, I mean, he's he's going to be getting offers. I, I'm, I haven't heard his name out there a whole lot, so it's kind of surprising. Illinois just hired Brad Underwood one year at Oklahoma State. Now, Illinois used to be, and I know it's 2017 and not 1988, the fly on the line eye, but that used to be a primetime job. And Brad is getting a lot of love from a lot of people, but I was surprised by that name as well. What did you think of that hire? Totally out of left field. I mean, completely right. shocking to me. Nobody was talking about it no one had mentioned it you know i mean all season long you knew that john gross was in some trouble um brad underwood never name never came up once and you know what i i don't like to begrudge anybody the chance to you know pursue an opportunity and accept an opportunity and make more money and advance their career but i'm just not a fan of a guy who is only there for one year and then he bolts. i i don't i just don't think it's cool you know i mean I know they did a good job at Oklahoma State, and maybe they didn't step up and, and do what they're supposed to do, but um, they still you know, were, had the foresight to hire him. He's working at Stephen F. Austin for a long time, and you know, Oklahoma State hires him, and he takes the job knowing the situation, knowing what he's going to get paid, knowing what they have traditionally paid their coaches. And so for after one year, for him to just grab a brass ring like that, it just, uh, like I said, I, I if I'm in that situation and I have an opportunity to double my salary or, you know, increase it by a million and a half bucks, you know, I, I understand the temptation of it, but what, what, what and done like that is, uh, that definitely rubs me the wrong way. Which, here, we'll move on to the tournament. I can talk college coaches forever here, but which of these three, if you had to bet, would get their first ever national championship this year? Sean Miller, Mark Few, and then who you mentioned earlier, Steve Alford. I would say Steve Alford. I, I love I love his team. Um, I love the way they play. I love the progression that they've made, Mark. You know, they they started off out, you know, obviously going gangbusters, and uh, then they lost a couple, and uh, you know, lost at, at Oregon, and, and um, uh, you know, lost to USC, um, and kind of had to rediscover their defensive identity or, or, or discover one. You know, they really didn't have one, and I go back to their game. At home against Oregon, they're down by 17 points late in the first half. And it was just one of those sort of come-to-Jesus moments where it's just going to go one way or the other, you know. And um, they, they, they bound together and developed a, a toughness identity, um, went into Arizona, which uh, never loses at home, and absolutely beasted them on the offensive glass. And the way that the game is going now, Mark, the way that it's being played, the way that it's being officiated, the rules, the shorter shot clock, harder to take a charge everything is geared towards the offense so people talk about pressure defense you know UCLA puts so much pressure on teams with their offense because you got to you got to score with them guys and, and that's not easy to do so uh, I, I, I like them immediately when the brackets came out to um, at least get to the final four and, and I would certainly not be the least bit surprised if they won the whole thing let's do a little scouting on, on Lonzo Ball we're talking to Seth Davis here you know him from Sports Illustrated, CBS Sports, Big Ten Network. He's the host of the Seth Davis Show on Campus Insiders. He's powered today by Zions, the uh, energy energy drink. Don't mess with Seth is sweeping the nation. You got to check it out. But, okay, Lonzo Ball, Seth, 
I, I watch him. I love his feel for the game. He just seems like he's got a great sense of what's going on. But if I was going to tell him one thing, and he's not going to obviously listen to me, and nor, nor should he, but I wonder on the next level if he plays hard enough. Do you, do you see that at all? Um, no, I wouldn't say that. I mean, he, he's certainly not always committed on the defensive end now. That's not been a huge priority for him. But, you know, he has shown that when he wants to um, be a, a good defender, he certainly can be. So that gives you some inclination of, as to what's ahead. Um, I mean, listen, I mean, he, he's arguably the best player in college basketball. So, <laughs> you know, if he's not playing hard enough, he's, he's, he's the best player in college basketball if he's not playing hard enough, you know. Um, I, I, don't, I don't think that would be an, and And he seems to really genuinely, unlike his father, who seems to think that Lonzo's the only basketball player on the planet, he seems to genuinely play for his team and his teammates and genuinely, um, uh, you know, get happiness and appreciation when his teammates score. So uh, that, that's going to translate well. You know, the one thing you, you, you wonder a little bit about is just that strange form on his uh, jumper. Yep. But, you know, it, 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 the ball seems to go in a lot. So, <laughs> you know, does. now, is it, is it harder? You know, he, it's across his chest and it's a low release, so is it harder for him to get it off in the pros? Maybe. But he's shown that he can shoot it from real deep, certainly. So he can make NBA threes. And given, you know, his size and his agility and his – basketball IQ and his playmaking skills. You know, you, you hate to say can't miss, but he, he's about as close to can't miss at the next level as I've seen in quite some time. Let's talk Josh Jackson then if we go can't miss. I'm looking at this guy, and I'm kind of thinking Kevin Durant. I mean, he's long. He can play in the post. He can he doesn't shoot it nearly as well as Kevin, obviously, but he can hit it. And, I mean, formidable going to the basket. There, I don't see anything not to like about Josh Jackson. Love his game. I think I'm a little bit more of an Andrew Wiggins type. You know, maybe okay. an easier analogy coming out of Kansas. Um, you know, I don't know that he has that pure stroke that Kevin Durant, even in college, Kevin Durant was just a pure shooter, you know. So, again, you know, Jackson kind of has that kind of a funky form. It's a little bit of a hitch, again, a low release. Yeah. This looks weird coming off his hand. Um, and early in the season, he was shooting pretty poorly from three and also from the foul line. Um, which can still be an issue for him. But um, you know, when his three-point shooting improved, he just became that much harder to guard. And he has such an unbelievable knack. You know, it's funny, I, uh, on the other side of the ledger, I did a, a podcast a couple of days ago with Wally Serbiak, and he was talking about, you know, Josh Jackson versus Jason Tatum at the next level. And he used the word elasticity with, Jack, with Jackson. Yeah. He has an elasticity where he's not just north-south like Tatum is. He's side-to-side, he switches hands. He shimmies and shakes. He's got multiple moves. He's a ridiculous athlete, absolutely ridiculous athlete. Um, and and now he's making the three-point shot. So he can beast you on the glass. He can rip and run, defensive rebound, and get out and go. And, again, the way the game is going, the way the NBA is going, um, you know, again, it's hard to say can't miss, but <laughs> it's, it's, it's hard to imagine um, Josh Jackson being anything but a highly, highly effective NBA player, whether that translates into, like, MVP, multiple All-Stars, championships, whatever, I'll just say he's going to be a highly, highly effective NBA player. Yeah, I, I would think if he, he puts in, in the work, he'll get there. Hey, how come you got the Red Panda as your Twitter avatar? That's that's a that's a weird love out of you, Seth. I, it's a great call, but I didn't expect that when I'm looking up your your Twitter today. I have, I have a tendency to fixate on things, <laughs> and I, I was mesmerized by her a number of years ago, first time I saw her perform at halftime. 
happens every day. Like, here's some lady, like, A, she's on a unicycle. Like, let's just stop there. She's riding a unicycle. B, she's in high heels. Like, let's stop there. She's riding a unicycle in, in high heels. And now she's going to put a bunch of bowls on her, on her foot and flip them onto her head and not even have them fall while riding a unicycle in high heels. And everyone just, like, claps along. Like, oh, that's, that's interesting. So I, uh, I, I'm just, you know, and I like being a little bit ahead of the curve with that. And, and it's, you know, kind of funny how other people are, are joining me with this. So I, I'm just fascinated. And now she's really, um, you know, all the colleges are booking her. So people hit me up on Twitter. Um, hey, Red Panda's in Oklahoma today. Red Panda's in Seton Hall today. <laughs> she actually did, I think it was the Duke Carolina game. She, she was the entertainment at, uh, at halftime. So, um. You know, people sometimes have a tendency to make the extraordinary come off as ordinary, and uh, I want to make sure people notice how just incredible it is that we, we are walking planet Earth at the same time as Red Panda. I mean, that is needs to be. And what better way to acknowledge it than to have put her in my Twitter avatar? I mean, what what higher you know point of praise can can we give this person other than being my Twitter avatar? So there you have it. I, I agree. Do you know her real name? Are you that good? I don't. I don't. Do you? Do you? I, I believe, after extensive research, her name is Wrong, R-O-N-G, Crystal, and I want to say New, N-I-U. So you you learned something coming on today here, Seth. How's that? I, I appreciate that. I appreciate <laughs> that. Thank you, for the, thank you for the knowledge. Uh, la- last one. I know you got to do some carpooling. You're, you're being a dad right now, also talking to us. Who, who's winning it all right now? You had Duke originally. A lot of people had Duke. That's obviously not an option anymore after South Carolina. And, and Frank Martin, who's one of my favorites, by the way, got it done. Who, who do you like to take it off? You had to wager a little of the Seth Davis money. You know, I'll go, I'll go back to Kansas. I actually, for most, at about the middle to the end of January, I decided Kansas was going to be my team. And like a lot of people, I fell for the Duke Mirage in the in the ACC tournament, um, thinking that that was going to be the new Duke. When in fact, it was probably uh, a bit of an aberration, just kind of catching a little lightning in a bottle. You know, Kansas is interesting, Mark, because they played a lot of close games. So is it that you know they're not that good and they play down the level of their competition and they're due to be clipped, or is it that they just don't know how to lose? Um, and I, I'm I'm going with the latter. I mean, they they had numerous games this season where it looked like they were. They were dead, you know, in particular that game at home against West Virginia. They were down, I want to say it was 14 points with about a minute and a half to go, maybe two minutes to go, and, and they came back. And now that's Frank Mason, man. He's just special. His, his, not only his ability, and he's now you know, a 50% three-point shooter and his toughness, making big shots, um, just his sheer will uh, as a guy who originally committed to Towson University out of high school and got scouted and had an academic issue and – Kansas brought him in to inject some toughness, and here he is, the, the National Player of the Year. And how often is it when we can say a team has the National Player of the Year and he's probably the second-best player on his own team when you have a guy like Josh Jackson? So, um, obviously, nothing's guaranteed. I think it's very hard to pick against UCLA right now, but um, I, I, li- I like the Jayhawks, and I'll, I'll, I'll put my, my reputation, what's left of my reputation, in, uh, in Frank Mason's hands, see what he can do with it. You're fine. I don't, I don't think anyone's ever been perfect on this, Seth. Hey, don't mess with Seth. Powered by Zion's Energy Drink. You can check it out at Campus Insiders. Anything you want people to know? I know you're battling with your Twitter friends, which is a great way to spend your day, by the way. Yeah, just uh, enjoy the games. Follow me on Twitter. Subscribe to my podcast. And uh, hope you're not too sick of me. If you are, don't worry. In two weeks, I'll disappear. No one will care what I have to say. <laughs> Seth, appreciate it. Thanks for jumping on. 
All right, my pleasure, Mark. Thank you for having me. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.